Good evening, and I pray that you've had a wonderful day. I pray that uh, you didn't get too hot um, with the heat that's going on. And as always, I want to thank you for watching this evening. If you don't care if you can hear me, if you would um, uh, just comment in there. I always worry about the sound and want to make sure that it's working. And um, uh, I just pray that um, whatever is going on in your life, that you remember that God loves you and uh, and that we love you and that we're praying for you. Uh, tonight as we continue through the book of Esther, I want to talk to you about one of the most heartbreaking situations in the Bible. And I want you to think about this tonight as we walk through this. Have you ever seen someone who is extremely blessed, but it wasn't enough? Now, you might be thinking that I'm trying to meddle tonight in your life, but I'm not. I don't know what's going on in your heart tonight or in your marriage or with your situation, but we've been looking at how Haman hated the Jews. We look how God raised Esther up to save the Jews. And Esther had went to the king and trusted God and provided a feast. And she told the king, I'd love for you and Haman to come to my feast that way that I could honor you. And the king told her she could have half of everything the kingdom has. And tonight, I want to show you how pride and covetousness will ruin your life. You say, Jacob, I'm not prideful or I'm not covetous. I don't have a covet problem. Tonight, maybe it's your reputation. You care what other people think about you and you're willing to do whatever it takes to keep it. Maybe it's your wealth. You're willing to get rich and keep it at any cost. Maybe it's just that you like to get your way. It doesn't matter what it takes or who it hurts. It's your way or the highway. And so I want to read to you starting in verse 9. And I want to show you the downfall of pride. So Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate, and that he did not stand or tremble before him, he was filled with indignation against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home, and he sent and called for his friends and his wife, Zeresh. So what happens is Haman is living on cloud nine. Esther has thrown a party. He was invited he was made to believe that he was the most wonderful, gifted man that has ever lived. He had been prideful in his abilities and what he had accomplished. And he comes out of this party strutting. As Bill Stafford would say, he could strut sitting down. 
and the one person on this planet who he could not stand, the one person that he hated so much, he was willing to try to eradicate an entire race of people, stood there, didn't bow, didn't tremble. Mordecai realized that Haman put his pants on the same way he did, <clears throat> one leg at a time and listened to what happens. And I want to show you how you can go from being blessed by God. You can go from a place of joy and peace and favor to total ruin. You say, oh, Jake, I could never stumble. I could never fail. I could never end up in the gutter. Friends, all of us can be like David and find ourselves in the bottom of a pit. All of us can be like Daniel and be in a pit surrounded by lions. All of us can find ourselves like three Hebrew boys thrown into a fiery furnace. But in this case, his pride was hurt. And if you're here tonight and your pride's ever been hurt or you've ever felt that you were slighted or wronged, it's a pride issue. And I want to show you how pride works. Look what it says there in verse 10. <clears throat> and, oh, almost knocked that over. Sorry about that. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home and he sent and called for his friends and his wife, Zeresh. You see, when our pride is hurt, something happens. We want to be validated. Maybe you've been like that. Oh, someone hurt you at work. And so you went home and told everybody that would listen about how wrong you've been. Maybe someone hurt you at church and you went all over town talking about how wrong you had been. You see, friends, when our pride gets hurt, we surround ourselves with people who will agree with us. We surround ourselves with a group of cackling hens that is singing the same song that we have. Friends, I want to tell you this tonight. I don't know who's wronged you. I don't know who's hurt you. I don't know who's failed you. But friends, your pride will keep you from looking at things God's way. And you will seek the approval of other people. I've seen it as a pastor. Someone gets upset. They go uptown. Well, let me just tell you how bad Jacob Gray is. Or let me just tell you about 10 Mile Baptist Church. Friends, the moment that you do that, you go from being the victim to the perpetrator. And so old Haman does that. He gets his friends together, his families together, and he says, woe is me. And listen to what he begins to say. His pride begins to come out again. Here in verse 11, then Haman told them of his great riches, the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him and how he had advanced him above the officials and servants of the king. Moreover, Haman said, besides Queen Esther, invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared. And tomorrow again, I am invited by her along with the king. He says, look at what I can do. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at what people think of me. Look at how amazing I am. And friends, I'm pretty sure, and I know this is going to hurt tonight. All of us have been there. Well, I'm the best Sunday school teacher that's ever been. I'm the best preacher that's ever preached. 
I'm the most gifted singer in the church. And we begin to think that it revolves around us. Well, I'm the smartest person in the room. I'm the most talented person at work. And friends, when you begin to do that, you begin to set yourself up. Because friends, when your identity is based in something other than Jesus, it's never enough. Because listen to what happens in verse 13. Yet all this avails me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate. He says, all my children aren't worth it. All my wealth's not worth it. All my fame's not worth it. All my favor's not worth it. If that Jew, if that man doesn't respect me, it was worth nothing. And oh, how many times do we get that way? Oh, if I don't get my way, well, the whole church is bad. If someone at work hurts me, oh, all my coworkers are bad. If your spouse lets you down, oh, they're just worthless. Don't deal in extremes. Don't make yourself the martyr when truly you've just been wounded. Um, there's an old movie, and you older people will probably remember it. It was Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and I'm not, it's not a Christian movie. But there's a scene in that movie where two people will fight with swords, a duel, and in this movie, one of those individuals <laughs> loses both arms and both legs. And it's a comedy, okay? And he says, it's only a flesh wound. Get back here. Keep fighting. But in our walk with God and in our walk with other people, most of us make mortal wounds out of paper cuts. Someone didn't speak to you at church. Someone told a lie about you. Someone didn't visit you in the hospital. Someone didn't work as hard as you at work. Someone didn't clean the bathroom as well as you at home. And it becomes all trouble. But tonight we're going to go just a minute or two over because I want to show you how pride will lead you to surround yourself with people that agree with you. It will cause you to devalue everything that God's given you and covet what you can't have. And four, it'll lead to your destruction. You said, well, that's a serious word, jerk. Oh, Jake, jerk. I am one of those two. But uh, in verse 14, it says, Then his wife Xerxes and all his friends said to him, Let a gallows be made, 50 cubits high, and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it. Then go merrily with the king to the banquet. And the thing pleased Taman, so he had the gallows made. You see, his pride, his ungodly friendships, his covetousness ends up causing him to want to commit murder. And I don't want to give away too much, but you probably know what happens. Mordecai doesn't hang on those gallows. Haman does. And friends, I want to leave you with this simple word tonight. Pride doesn't hurt the purpose, the person that's wronged you. Covetousness doesn't hurt the person who has the stuff that you want. Surrounding yourself with wicked, ungodly people doesn't hurt them. What you do is it builds a gallow for yourself. It brings your destruction, your marriage failure, your faith collapse.
And so tonight, be thankful for what God's given you, even if you want more. Be thankful for those people in your life that love you enough to tell you that maybe you're not always right. And then be thankful and don't covet what you can't have. I have definitely become someone who cares about the opinions of others the older I get, and I never thought that I would. And it bothers me when one person's mad at me. It bothers me when one family leaves the church. It's bad. It bothers me when these things happen, and, and it just consumes me. But God has to remind me, Jay, you have my love. You have my attention. You have my favor. And that has to be enough. And fourth and finally, just trust that God will fight your battles for you. Don't end up hurting yourself by trying to hurt other people. Because God knows your problems. God knows your enemies. And he'll fight for you. And so as always, I pray that the Lord will bless you, work in your life. And if I can ever pray for you or be there for you, please let me know. I know we've got many of our listeners that are struggling physically and some spiritually and emotionally. And, and know that I'm here for you and know that if I could come and visit you or pray with you or do anything at all, that I'd love to. And so may God richly bless you. And I look forward to, Lord willing, seeing you tomorrow night.